listening to a Drishti Point podcast. Please visit our website for more inspiring interviews on yoga, spirituality, and wellness. You are listening to Drishti Point. I'm your host, Farah Nasrali, and the music you just heard was Ganesha Ganesha from the album Music of Joy that was sung by Sahaja Yogis and Yoginis. Today's guest is His Holiness Paramhan Swami Maheshwarananda, known as Swamiji. Swamiji has devoted his life to creating a holistic yoga system for body, mind, consciousness, and soul. The system is called Yoga in Daily Life. Swamiji is here today to talk about the subject of karma. Actually, he's not here in the studio, but he was here with us this morning speaking to us by telephone. Welcome, Swamiji. Yes, thank you. Today I'd like to talk about the subject of karma. I think that most people would agree that if you're a good person and you do good actions in the world, that you gain benefit from that. So today I'd like in particular to talk about, instead of creating karma, the subject of past karma, or in Buddhism called karma of cause, in yoga sanchit karma, or pralabdha karma. Can you speak a little bit about this? Yes, the, you are right. And the question is very good, and I think it will help many people to understand their life. Karma word comes from doing something. Mm-hmm. The karma comes from kriyas. Our kriya means the karma. Now, there are many kinds of karma which we can understand, and mainly there are four. It's called the actions through the body, actions through the mind, the actions through the words, and actions through the social position or money power and like this. Whatever we do, it has a reflection on our being. And it is said that every action will have a reaction. And every reaction will again cause some action. So good deeds will have a good reaction. And bad deeds or the negative deeds will have a negative reaction. So the karma is a very personal, whatever we do, it's coming personally to us sooner or later. And that's why the Hinduism, the philosophy of the Hinduism is many, many thousands of years old, which is researched by great yogis and great saints. And that's what you mentioned also Buddhism. Buddhism is a part of Hinduism, which also believes karma and dharma. So dharma is our obligation, or you can say dharma, good karmas and bad karmas. In Western, they call sin is a bad karma, 
is a good deeds. So you are right, the karmas has a effect individually. Now in Buddhism it's believed that the body gives rise to the manifestation of past karma in the form of physical sensation, injury, illness, dream, memory, emotions, and even thoughts. How does yogic philosophy understand past karma as it relates to the physical body? Yes, I just now told that whatever is done through the body, through the mind, through the intellect, and through the social position. So it doesn't matter if it's an accident, an injury, or anything which happens to your body, this is the result of the karma, this is the yogic principle, it is a declared by yoga, philosophy, many, many thousand years ago. So anything it happened, we say it was a karma. Now, they call here destiny, and we call the pralabdha. So pralabdha are the fruits or the reaction of the karma. Now, if we understand that the things that happen to us are the result of our karma, at what point do we understand the concept of free will and free action? Yes, you see that everything is predestined through the karma. So the accident, it is a result or the fruits of the karma. Doesn't matter if you are young, or you are old. Body is young or old, but the destiny is from past life. And that's why the soul is carrying everything with it. It is said in the Ramayan time of God Ramas, which is nearly 10,000 years. And this was written by great Saint Tulsidas. Pradabdha pele racha, pise rasa sharir. First is created pralabdha, the destiny. And then according to this destiny, that soul will get that kind of body and that soul have to experience everything through the body or the mind. There is also mental damage, there is a mental illnesses, there is schizophrenia, there is depressions, anything. So it is the soul which is suffering through this uh, body or this house. The house, the soul's real house is the body at the present. We have uh, different bodies, physical body, energy body, mental body, subtle body and the causal body. Every action, doesn't matter if it's a mental, emotional, intellectual, social, physical, it influences our all the body at the same time and then due time it will appear to our physical body that then we will feel either illness or the pain and like this. Our awareness is still not so far that we can feel our subtle body also, an energy body, because 
we are more connected to our physical body. We are more aware about our physical body. So we feel physical body more. Therefore, anything happens, it is the philosophy, and not a philosophy only, it's a reality which has been searched, and even from the Satyuga times, it is said that this all is the cause, and the cause is our actions, and now what is coming is a result of our actions. So there's a cause, action, and the result. The difference between yogic philosophy and Western Western understanding seems so great in the sense that in our Western mind we look only at the this lifetime and so it seems that there are many many equalities some people are born with good life conditions and other people are born poor or handicapped or with illness so it seems a much better way of explaining if we take a broader view of past lives I suppose that's correct that's perfect and uh, that's why it is always one is uh, taking in consideration our past deeds and one is working at the present for the future situation. For example, accident happens. Now it has happened. It's the past. But now what we do? We go to the hospital. We take ambulance and we are, go to the doctor and doctor is giving treatment. This is, so this means now the present, our deeds or actions, which a doctor will do, that we will do in future, we will feel better. We're going to take a short break and listen to some music by Deva Prema. You're listening to Drishti Point. That is the lovely voice of Deva Premal from her album Dakshina. You're listening to Drishti Point, and we are here to talk about yoga and help people understand yoga, giving you more information about the broader philosophy of yoga. And we'll get back to our interview with Swamiji, and he's going to talk about a specific event that happened in Vancouver a few months ago. A few months ago in Vancouver, a young couple was instantly killed by a drunk driver. Yes. Was it their karma to die young? And did this couple have a personal karma connecting them to this person who was the driver of the car? And how can we understand the situation of all of their karmas in this particular accident? I told before that uh, for the destiny doesn't matter if you are young or you are old. Everything is connected. The karmic, that's a karmic law. And it has a uh, fixed time that after so many years or so many times or suddenly this will happen. Also it was predestined that it will happen through such accident or such a person or through the fire or through the earthquake 
and many things. So it is that if the person were young or not, it was the destiny, what we call bad luck or good luck. The bad luck is a bad destiny and good luck is a good destiny. So sometimes in bad luck there is a good luck is between and it can save their life. But sometimes even you think it's a good luck but it can happen something come between bad. So in yoga we are saying that best is to purify our destinies which even we don't know through prayers and through mantra. Constantly repeating of your own personal mantra which you get from your guru or a master that will purify the level of your destiny. Now to meet a guru or to meet a spiritual guide that is also in our destiny. Everything is prepared before we come to the birth and therefore first of all I am very sorry for them, I am sorry for the parents and I am also very very sorry for the driver that it happened through his truck definitely he didn't meant and he didn't do purposely but this is what we call accident it means that destiny it happened now, so we have to see as a karmic law now you mentioned mantra and prayer as a way of purifying our past karmas are there any other ways in, in Buddhism, for example, they talk about cultivating merit or virtuous or skillful action. What are some of the other ways in addition <coughs> to prayer and mantra that someone can purify their past karmas? Yes, that's it is. Doesn't matter what you do now, it is also called action, acting or behavior or doing. So the best way is that we do that we prayer. Best way is also that we practice mantra. Mantra is also a form of the prayer but very short and concentrated. Also there are some ceremonies. Uh, we call yajna. There are different ceremonies. Also you can do your karma good while planting some good for trees, giving food to the of hungry persons and uh, doing something consciously very good things that means it will create so many good karma and this good karma will enlight the bad karmas when the darkness is there and you bring the light the room is automatically lighted and there is no darkness more so when you do consciously, uh, with good will, what we call good things, then it will affect or influence your uh, destiny in good way. And it will slowly, slowly suppress or purify or burn out karmic uh, negative energies which is surrounded by individual phenomena. And when we do good actions, 
are the karmas, the, the good karma that we accumulate from that, is it possible to experience that in this lifetime or is that accumulated for further lifetimes? Yeah, this is a very good question. Some immediately affect and some in future life. So it has both actions. For example, you are crossing the road. Now you cross the road very consciously, then you can avoid the accident. So this is a, because you were very consciously, you were looking left and right, taking care. So it has affected your life, your destiny, that you are protected from this accident. If you just run without looking left and right, not taking in consideration that accident can happen, so then it happens. So some karmas immediately comes. For example, you are thirsty and you drink water. Now immediately your thirst will be quenched. If you are hungry, you eat. Immediately you will be satisfied, your hunger will be satisfied. You take some medicine and your pain will be less. Similarly, that if you pray, many things, it will immediately begins to function in your body, in your consciousness, in your different bodies, and it will all influence your this life also. And this will inspire you more to do something good, and all this collectively what you are doing will also prepare a better and happy life for the future. Now we've been talking about karma at an individual level, individuals acting and individuals facing past karma. Is the same law a true also for groups of individuals and say a society or a country? Yes, that is also because in certain there is so much then negative energy. So let's say there is a fire a little fire in your kitchen, so it can maybe have an accident, individual burns a finger. But suddenly there is a somehow strong fire that whole forest is involved. Then there are also other creatures and humans, they all involve them and they burn. So this is called a collective negative waves of the energy which will affect collectively the creatures, but still there can be someone who can survive because that one had a very great uh, protection due to his or her good, good past karmas or from this life and was protected. And the protection comes back to prayer and mantra. That's right. And protection comes through the prayers and through your mantras, through different ceremonies, and also helping the needy creatures, needy people, and meditation. That's very important. So through meditation and mantra, we can purify many, many karmas. Does it matter what language or to which God we pray? No, that is not necessary. Every language is good language. And every God which you believe is the best one. Because you have a direct uh, 
listen to your heart. And so every language is a good language. It must not be that it must, should be in particular language. That language which you understand very good, that or you get mantra in other language, suppose in Sanskrit, then who is giving you mantra should explain exactly what means that. Then you understand that word and that will help you. That will create you lot of energy. Of course, if you don't understand the language but still you are praying in that language, that will also affect your, uh, positively affect your destiny, your karma. It said that if you drink poison consciously or unconsciously, it will affect your body. Similarly, if you do the good things with understanding or without understanding, it will help you, it will protect you, it will create a very great energy around your body. That's such a wonderful thing to hear that it, it doesn't matter because it underlying that seems to be the unifying oneness, that there is one God, that there is in many different <coughs> languages and prayers and paths to that one God. Right, that's right, because we should not fight on the name of the God that is my God and it is His God. God is only one. You see, every child says, my mother is the best mother in the world. So every one of us, we said, uh, my God, my belief is the best belief. But Yogi said that every belief, everything is good when you believe with your heart and you are doing good. That's very good. So we have the karma. There are two kinds of karma. One is called Sakam karma and one is called Nishkam karma. Sakam karma is a selfish deeds. And when we are doing too many selfish deeds, then we load negative energy with it. But when we do Nishkam Karma, this is a selfless service, that has a very quick purification effect on our body. So you see there are many monasteries, there are Christian monks, Christian nuns, there are yogis, there are Buddhists, there are Jewish, also there in Islam. They have a lot of humanitarian care protection and for animals. And that's very, very good. It's beautiful. And that will help them to purify the karmas. And to bring this back to the yogic path, the path that leads to moksha or liberation or oneness, does the karma yoga in the means of selfless action for others, can that lead to oneness? Yes. That is that final thing, by law of the nature and the cosmic law, is this that the soul finally have to merge into the cosmic consciousness, in the cosmic one. And that comes through good karmas, through good deeds, <coughs> sorry, and that will give us the moksha. So, moksha or nirvana or whatever you call, it means the free from rebirth and death, free from the suffering, 
then you are not existing in universe as an individual, but you are existing in the universe as a cosmic self, one with that energy. Like, for example, from the ocean, the steam, the para comes out. We call fog. Rises up in the sky, we call clouds. And then it's raining. Every drop falls on the earth. We call it raining, and each drops will unite again together, becomes a small creek, and that small creek will join a river, and finally the river will merge again into the ocean. So this is the cycle, how it is going and coming. So good deeds, good karma, mantra, meditations, means this individual drop will again come to the origin unite in the ocean. When the one drop, even directly from the clouds, falls into the ocean, that drop has become one with the ocean. You cannot take that same drop again out because it, it became one. Similarly, this individual soul merges into the cosmic consciousness or it is origin. And that's then we call finally the moksha. <clears throat> this has been uh, very, very interesting to hear all of what you've had to say. Are there any additional things that you'd like to mention about karma? Yes, the, therefore, it is said that one should not become selfish. One should give up the greed and one should take care that one is not angry and not harming anyone. We call ahimsa, and ahimsa means non-violence. So non-violence means that you have good response of your actions, and it will uh, liberate you from the bad destiny. So whatever you do, do it nicely, with full of the consciousness, with full of the love, with full of the understanding that I am doing good for all my friends, all my neighbors, like love your neighbor, and also for animals, also for the plants, the vegetations, for entire planet. Protect them, cultivate them understand them and love them, don't destroy them. So this is a very good thing. So finally, either you practice yoga, or you meditate, or you prayer in the church, in the temple, in the mosque, in the synagogues, or anywhere, you are doing good things. And that will give you lots of energy and lot of uh, good karmas. So do it full of feeling that through your physical actions, through your mentals, through your words, through your behaviors, you don't harm anyone's feelings, physical, emotional, intellectual, that you are not harming someone. Then you will become the person which is called a loving person in the society. Everyone will say, oh, that's a very great person. So we should not criticize other religion. 
we should not criticize other culture we should not make differences among the nations we are all the citizen of one planet and we are all children of one god and we have all the same principles we all have five elements we all have the same uh, oxygens to inhale and we have the one planet to live together so this is how yogi try to live and feel among all as a part of everyone like one body has many organs and these all organs are responsible for this body many tissues they are responsible for this body many limbs they are responsible for this body so we are a very very fine small particle of this planet and we shall try to create harmony love and understanding no fighting no wars and no quarrelings that is the purpose of doing good things spiritual things meditations prayers mantras and ceremonies and so on thank you very much for all that you've had to say and for joining us today on drishti point it's really been our honor to have you thank you thank you it was also my honor to be with you and through this long distance call and to give some my thoughts and my words and clarity i hope the brothers and sisters who is listening my voice and my explanation it will help them and please feel free to write to drishti point and i will answer your questions so you can write your questions and in next program maybe we can come to the questions and answer your questions great thank you and thank you very much for your time and giving me the chance all to speak this is also good karma for you and also for me we are doing good karma now <laughs> that's good to know <laughs> thank you so much swami ji it's thank um, you all the best god bless you You're listening to Drishti Point. So we do invite you to submit your questions. We will feature another interview with Swami Ji in July, July 6th. If you have questions, you can go to our website, which is drishtipoint.ca, D-R-I-S-H-T-I-P-O-I-N-T.ca. Or you can email me at farah, F-A-R-A-H, at drishtipoint.ca. And again that's drishti d r i s h t i p o i n t. We really hope to get questions from our listeners, from yoga teachers, yoga students who have questions of any nature regarding the yogic path. We're going to listen to some more music and when we come back we'll have some announcements from Jitamaya who's here in the studio. That was the music from again the CD Music of Joy from a bunch of singers who are basically singing kirtan and then also I would say close similar to the style of bhajans. So here in the studio we have Jitamaya and Jitamaya welcome. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. So you have lots to tell us about what's happening in and around the yoga community in Vancouver, correct? I do. I do. I do. It's 
a lot going on, as always. Sometimes I feel like it's too much. Yes. Well, never too much, but sometimes we just have to make choices about what's most important and what do we want to do more. And sometimes we need to make the choice to stay home and water our own garden and not get very busy chasing every attractive teacher or interesting event that is available. Well, you know, I think the great thing about having so much choice is everyone is so different and there are so many different paths and so many different steps on the path that there is usually an event for somewhere along the path somewhere. That's true. That's very true. So the first thing I would like to say is that people who have photos or graphics about what that illustrates what you love about yoga. Please send them to information at yogabc.org to Leslie. They need to be in JPEG or GIF format. And uh, Leslie is always on the lookout for colorful action shots of why you love yoga. And these would be published in upcoming Yoga BC Connect. So look through your files, any uh, pictures you have of you practicing yoga on your vacation or up your mountain, or if you teach retreats and have pictures you would like to share. Um, it's good to share them with the rest of us. Love, very inspiring, because it's always so nice to look at something that emits a uh, that serenity that you see when you see a yoga pose of someone doing yoga in nature. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Drishti Point. We dedicate our efforts to the health and happiness of our listeners and for the health and happiness of all living beings. <laughs>